Welcome to the 11th episode of Profs Radio, the show to A-star your business by learning from entrepreneurs on experience how to solve problems. I'm your host, Peter Martin, director of profs.biz. Today we have Nerdicator James Lane from Hypestar. Good morning, James. Do you want to say hi to the listeners and tell them about what you do? Absolutely. So, hello everyone. Uh, my name's James. So, um, I'm, yes, I am the Nerdicator, a portmanteau of, of, of nerd and educator. So I, I teach people to do things that you might consider nerdy. So that could be anything from, from uh, websites to SEO to doing cool things online like Facebook. Um, that's essentially what I do. I'm, so I'm a digital skills trainer um, and I've done that for um, about three years with Hypestar now. Thank you very much for telling us that. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about your journey and how you got to where you are today teaching people how to do digital marketing? Okay, yeah, so I've always been in training um, for quite a while, probably about 15 years now. Um, I used to work for a company called EDS, which um, we had 132,000 employees. No one's ever heard of us. Um, we're very much a back office environment. It's now Hewlett Packard for, for reference. Um, and the corporate headquarters for EDS was in Dallas, Texas. So I relocated over there to run um, part of their North American training solutions. And that's where I really sort of cut my teeth in training. And I realized that, um, through that role, I got to work with some really cool people from like Microsoft and Google, and Facebook, and got to sort of learn more about what they do and how they do it. And I got really excited about that. And that's again, the nerd in me, because <laughs> I think it's really cool. Um, but, I, but I was able to understand maybe that on a very technical level, because I kind of gone from that computer science university angle yep. into technology. Um, but the, essentially the combination of that training and the technical understanding allowed me to combine the two into technical training. And I really enjoyed helping businesses specifically, uh, I suppose what we call that light bulb moment where you're kind of saying, well, look, actually, you know, one plus one equals two. And therefore on Facebook, if you do this, this happens. And you can see that business owner kind of just click and go, ah, right now I get it. And you go, right. So that, <laughs> that's what I do is kind of inspire those light bulb moments. So that journey was through that kind of technology into training, um, and then when I came here in 2008, uh, you know, a couple of couple of changes in roles that essentially led me to go into a digital training. So we're what we refer to as a non-practitioning training agency, what? a non-practitioning marketing agency. Sorry. <laughs> so we teach marketing, yep. but we don't actually do it for anyone. And that allows us to take a step back and say, we're just here to help. We take where someone is right now, where they want to be, and we bridge that gap. So a skills gap, we call it. So your training is all based on kind of digital marketing, your social media, SEO, websites, all that kind exactly. of stuff. Exactly, yeah. Any kind of sort of technology come digital marketing, where, where that fit is. We don't do everything. We, we can't. We try and specialize in the things that we, we know the most about and that we're the most excited about. Um, but essentially, if, if something happens that's digital or online, we can normally help bridge that gap. Brilliant. Thank you very much. Um, so as we all know, businesses present many challenges and it sounds like you've been kind of with the big boys, with the, your HP and your Microsoft and stuff and to where you are now. And I'm sure you've come across many challenges. Could maybe you tell us a challenge that you've come across in business? Yeah. So I think the, the biggest challenge that I faced in, in uh, Hypestar is scaling, scaling mm -hmm. the business. So for a long time, it was just me. Um, and that was great because I had the most control and I'm, I don't know if I'm necessarily a controlling person. <laughs> I think I am probably more than I care to admit, but you know, it, quality is very important to me and, and particularly in training. I want to make sure that it's the right information delivered in the right way and et cetera, et cetera. And so I, I found that 
as the business grew and, and to achieve those growth goals I wanted and needed to achieve, um, it was finding the right people. And I struggled with sort of letting go and to an aspect and also finding the right person to, to compliment um, or maybe the, maybe the opposite of compliment, maybe, maybe to sort of reject me as it were. So mm-hmm. like I do what I do. I didn't want another me. I wanted someone who was better than me and um, you know, finding someone who could, who could do things that I couldn't do and make hype star better. Um, and you know, we, we found that we just had a new hire and it, it's going brilliantly and, and she's wonderful and, and is so much better than me at lots of different things. And so the biggest challenge I suppose I faced was that scalability. Uh, we've got a, you know, a, a 12, uh, 12 month plan, a three year plan, a five year plan. And to get where we want to go, we have, we have to grow, obviously. Um, and that might mean more people. It might mean different venues. It, you know, we're, we're sort of crossing that bridge as we come to it. But what we couldn't do was maintain the quality um, from a capacity perspective if I'm just always doing everything. Because you can only fit so much in. And if you just outsource it to another trainer, you don't necessarily get that relationship. So scalability was a huge issue for me. And uh, it was a struggle. But we're there. I think it is kind of a hard balance, isn't it, between kind of wanting to keep that control, but then needing to grow, needing to bring other people on, but wanting them to fit into kind of your brand, into your values, into the way you do things rather than kind of polluting it from absolutely (laughs) from other ways. And before we find out how you actually solve that issue, I'd just like to take a minute to let you know of our community, Entrepreneur Profs, where you can meet other entrepreneurs. Uh, and learn from them as well as find the tools that we recommend just go to entrepreneur.profs.biz you can also join our free entrepreneur profs facebook group so james you you were talking there about how you're finding it really hard to scale and you've just managed to take somebody on and and you've got a five-year plan how did you solve that problem and was there any tools or software that helped you to do that yeah so the the short answer had to be solved it was was speaking to a lot of people Mm -hmm. um Kissing a lot of frogs, I think is maybe sometimes <laughs> the expression. Um, that, maybe that's a bit harsh. I, I saw some amazingly talented people, genuinely. Um, and it was just finding the right fit. Um, so in that sort of sense, it was just a matter of time. Um, and what I tend to do is, I think you can only learn so much about someone in a kind of a, a traditional interview sense when you kind of go, so, you know, tell me where you went to school and you sort of go, eh, you know, like yeah, it's yeah. only so useful. So what I did in that sense was, was give that person the opportunity to actually work on something that we delivered um, and sort of just say, well, show me what you can do. Right. It, it, no harm, no foul. It's not about getting it right. It's about show me where your comfort level is. Um, as far as tools go to support that, I think, I suppose you answer that question is every tool we use is, is a tool we need. Um, but, but my world is, is wrapped up much like yours in tools. That's, that's the nature of what we do. I think the challenges where tools have been most useful is, is that capacity side of things. Okay. There's only, well, it's not only me, but it, it, there was only me doing certain things. So I need to find a way of how tools could complement that, how apps could complement that. Mm-hmm. So saving time, um, that could be anything from scheduling. So um, I'm, a, I'm a huge Hootsuite advocate. Um, I have a Hootsuite hoodie on. <laughs> I very much love the brand. Um, but that tool specifically helped us to... to to maybe get that content out, the social media content out there at the right times without having to put too much effort in there. So yep. I'm, I'm an advocate of scheduling. Um, I love the sense of automation. I think it's a, a slippery slope, must be treated with respect, but connecting two systems together. Um, we use a system called IFTTT okay. or IFT. I think it's technically yeah, pronounced. Yeah. 
it sounds a bit weird saying ift, but you know, it's, it's kind of like combining two systems together. These, you know, this is not an exhaustive list and I'm, I mean, I, I'm telling you that I use the apps, but other apps are available from your local high street retailer. Um, but, you know, sort of just seeing where I can save time to say, well, look, if this happens and I need this then to happen, why can't I automate that? Why yeah. can't I have this happen automatically? And that's where that IFTTT comes from, if this, then that. So automation sort of scheduling tools, I think, are a big part. And anything that can save us time. Um, you know, we've talked about Canva in the past where for those who know me know that I do not come from a design background at all so graphic design is a foreign concept to me being able to take a concept and be able to quickly visualize it in a tool like Canva yep. is is a massive time saver for me and it allows me to do things that I'm frankly not skilled or qualified to do like produce artwork where <laughs> given Photoshop <laughs> I wouldn't know realistically right, yeah. what to do to be perfectly it's honest it's a nice little simple tool actually to... absolutely yeah it's sort of a paint by numbers for graphic design right so <laughs> Um, and that's the level I'm at. That's not a criticism of the tool. I, I respect mm. the tool. It's, it's amazing. But I'm not a graphic designer. So like I say, if, if you put me in front of Photoshop, aside from the literal kind of, I get what that button does, but it, it, it's just having that guidance. And so for me, that, that biggest problem that tools solve is, is mostly around time saving. I, I like what you say there about automation because there's no point using tools if it's not making life a bit easier, running yeah. things a bit quicker. Absolutely. Uh, exactly. And essentially a bit cheaper as well yeah. sometimes. Yeah. Uh, and anything that helps my business grow. Um, we do, I love talking to people about a concept called social proof, right. um, which I know you're not um, uh, unfamiliar with. But it's, it's like in my world, that, that would be like reviews, online reviews. And so um, Google reviews are a, a very powerful motivator for us because yeah. it allows... Uh, an independent third party to see what a different independent third party has experienced when working with Hypestar. So just understanding things like Google My Business and collecting Google reviews and what impact that has on the way you're listed in Google and how easy is people find you. And when they do find you, the relationship that they can instantly form, that's something that has demonstrable impact on how my business has grown because we've, you know, we, we've done a good job and we've been able to record that, that good job. So I suppose that, that's, that's something that's had a big impact on us. It's a, it's, it's a time-saving mechanism because historically, I think businesses have always what, collected reviews yeah. and then you I don't know what, print those off or something. You put them on your wall and well, who sees them? People who come to your building. Well, who comes to your building? Customers, <laughs> but not prospective customers, which are the people that need to see the testimonials. So it's, it's kind of like it's trying to figure out those sort of not loopholes, but like the gaps and kind yeah. of go, oh, I've come up with a good idea. What if we could get that information in front of those people in, in a delivery style? And that could be, you know, Google search or, or whatever platform. But that has, yeah, I mean, that's had a huge impact on, on, on how the business grow. They're a bit more genuine, aren't they, when they're done online, like by absolutely. Google? Because when they go on the website, it's like, ah, have you kind of picked the best yeah, one? Or, absolutely. Hey, you, you, know, you did a good job, so you got a review there, but the bad right. jobs, of, but is absolutely. it on Google? You can't hide from it, can exactly. you? It's, exactly. it's right there. Yeah. And, I, and I love transparency in, in, in my brand. So um, I actually do take Google reviews and put them onto the website, but right. I don't gate them in any way so anyone leaving a review that review goes onto the website and i put a link to say look here's here's the link to our google profile so you can check and make sure that i haven't policed any but that means if someone comes along and says something maybe less than you know amazing it goes on the website because like you know what as long as it's genuine that it should it should belong there because that means we've made a mistake and we need to get better and so it holds us to account um and we have a survey form that we yep. send to our learners two questions that's it 
because we found that a lot of questions people tend not to answer uh, either at all or if you have a lot of questions people just tick you know like it was brilliant all the way down which is lovely at first glance but it doesn't mean anything yeah. so we say we just got two questions for you and the results from that so that's an electronic survey the results from that survey are published instantly on our website right. there's, a, there's a, a gauge that just kind of says this is what percent of our learners feel this and that and as soon as they answer the survey it just updates that and it just goes live straight away and that again is about accountability we think we do a good job we ask people to verify that why shouldn't we publish that information? And we're never going to get 100%, but I think people respect that you deal with that. Yeah. And using Google is, is a good way of using technology to demonstrate that to people. Absolutely. When you're replying back, there's no point just kind of leaving the comments. Is there? So, yeah, we're never going to get 100%, but it's how do we deal with that little bit of difference, I think. That's very that true. It's actually really interesting, I think, um, from a marketing psychology perspective, suggestion that a 100% success rate is less credible than a 99% success. Yeah, yeah. So giving that sort of 4.8, 4.9 out of five stars value, it, it seems that people are more likely to gravitate towards that. And of course, if, if you do get a review that's, you know, I, I don't mean like just someone saying this was awful and that, that mm -hmm. person's probably not genuine, theory. No, yeah. Perhaps not, probably not a fair statement, but like I'm, I'm saying like ignore trolls, right? Because yeah. that, that's an issue we can't address here. But if someone just says, do you know what? I, I engaged with your business. I had a service that, I, that would be less than what I was expecting. You then have the opportunity to say, do you know what? Thank you for, for letting us know. That's not the standard we set for ourselves. We're going to fix it by doing the following things. Now, if I then come along as a prospect and I look at what it's like to engage with a company, I'm really going to look for that negative feedback okay. because all the positive feedbacks, it's all the same. It's, it's okay. It's, it's, it's useful, but it doesn't tell the story. I see that negative feedback. And then I say, I accept that in life, stuff happens. I want to know how you will deal with that. That's the one I'm going to be gravitating to. So that, for, you know, if you've got 4.9, you know, this is clear. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with having five stars. <laughs> that's, that's really, we, we strive for 100%. But the reality is it doesn't always happen. Yep. And um, I was having this conversation with a group yesterday and, and said, you know what? I just would never, ever give five stars. I'd never give 100%. There's always room for improvement. Now, whether we agree with that concept or not, <laughs> the reality is that person saying, do you know what, in my world, four stars out of five is the best you're ever going to get. So if that person was leaving a review that was four stars, I'd say, well, I, I have to accept that that's the best I was ever going to achieve. Um, but, but tell uh, me what that other star is. Yes, exactly. That's where yeah. the constructive side is. Now, what could I have done? What does perfect look like to you? Yeah. And if people feel that their experience with you or I or whoever is perfect, and I've certainly had it, you know, maybe a meal or something you've had and you go, yeah, hit the nail on the head perfect other times less so but but i love that accountability and i love that transparency of just saying you know what this is what it's like to work uh, with us or for us or whatever and here here's a bunch of people telling that story yep. totally un uncoerced um i mean i pro don't know i prompt them yeah, yeah i don't think there's anything wrong with saying please leave me a review but you've not told them what to say yeah, yeah basically yeah <laughs> tell, tell other people what your experience was yeah. let them know whether they should engage with us or you know whatever the term might be um, and people do that, touch wood, mostly positively, <laughs> overwhelmingly positive, I think it's fair to say. Um, but yeah, you know, we get some fours, um, four stars. And yeah, I go back and say, you know, thanks very much for leaving your review. It's, it genuinely is appreciated. I'd love to know what, where did I miss out? Where did I m miss yep. that final star? What could I have done? And some things are within our control and some things not. Sometimes it's just venue. You yep. know, people are there and they go, the heating didn't work. It was too cold. I go, that, that's fair. There's nothing I could have done about it, but I take the point. Yeah. I will 
ask ahead of time next time. You know, we don't really think to ask whether the heating's working. No, no, no. <laughs> we we just assume. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's a fair point. Like we can address that in some way. Other times, people just kind of go, you know what? There wasn't enough Haribo. <laughs> okay I, i'll take that on board as well bring your own next <laughs> time <laughs> we're sort of famed for provision of sweets <laughs> oh, right, okay. we so we kind of go okay yeah we can go shopping the day before so you get fine. knowledge and diabetes on the house we're just going for the knowledge um but, you know a little bag of gummy bears yeah, yeah. shouldn't cause too many issues but you know you don't have to eat it we do sometimes have healthy stuff as well but yeah, like it, it's it's having that constructive feedback is I think so valuable. Um, I think we you know we, we've talked a lot about egotistical um, side, and, and it's something that I strive to not be, and, and therefore I'm happy enough. Someone saying it wasn't perfect, as long as they're okay with me saying why, yeah, what what could I have done? And if the answer's there, awesome. If someone just says. Oh, it wasn't great, and I say why, and then they don't answer. That, I'm kind of like, mm, that's not helpful <laughs> sort of, like, because they're saying I have the answer, not going to tell you, and, and that's that's that does frustrate me. But you know, it, it's for me, I suppose, wrapped up all together. It's all about that relationship, relationship with the customer. Um, there is one person who can have the biggest impact on my business, and that is the customer. Yeah, I can only do what I think is a good idea, and. Some of my ideas have been brilliant. Some of them have been awful. And I, you know, I've put on courses where, you know, in retrospect, looking back, I kind of go, you know what? That was really for me. I wanted to talk about that topic. There wasn't a lot of interest for it in the community. Yep. And so I just accept and say, you know what? I made a mistake. I'll scrap it. And so I just 86 that and then we go on to something else. The, the, the customer, the learner, the, you know, the, the, the end user is in the perfect position. And that's why my sort of holistic community is so valuable to me. Uh, in, in every sense of the word, because that's a group of people who are saying, you know what, we'd like to learn more about that topic. Yep. And I can respond by saying, oh, okay. That's yeah, fine. <laughs> yeah, we can do that. Or conversely, no, we can't do that. But we'll try and find someone yep. to bring in, and that might be part of the Hype Start family. Or we might just have to say, do you know what? We can't do that. It's not really appropriate for us to bring someone in sideways. Yep. So we're just going to refer out to that other organization and say, speak to them. They're the best person to talk to you about that. And that gives us, again, that transparency, that credibility, that people know that we might be the best first touch, right term, first point of contact yep. to kind of say, I need this, knowing that we're going to be credible and honest to sort of say, we're not the best person to do that. Best company, I suppose. Yep. Yeah, go, go speak to these people. Or yes, we can do it, or whatever the solution might be. And that, that's it, uh, that relationship is so important to us. And it's all wrapped up in that kind of transparency, credibility, helpfulness. Yeah. I'm glad that you touched on how to build those relationships by using online because people generally like where they can be maybe a little bit more anonymous online, a bit more less awkward as than face-to-face as well. And, and Google is, is great for that as well as some of the other ones because you are absolutely right. Relationships with customers is, is the basis of, of everything we do. No customers. No money, Absolutely. no business. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so we always have to be taken uh, away from there. Uh, so just going, moving on to about some of the training that you do, what would be your top tip for entrepreneurs who maybe want to do more marketing or get started with doing more marketing online? I think the, there's a barrier, right, for, for a yeah. lot of people. Um, so if, if you're truly just getting started, as in like literally your, your business is, is new, I think starting off with one thing that you do really well. 
So if we think about like the number of platforms out there, yeah. you know, Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and YouTube and ask us that, they're all brilliant at different things. And so I would always kind of encourage someone to, to do one really well rather than start six accounts right now and kind of half-ass them for yeah. the next six months. <laughs> um, so that's not to say, I'm not saying a business shouldn't have more than one account. I'm saying maybe it's not the right way to start. Maybe you should just, let's just say take Facebook as an example. It would be better to have a Facebook page that is really driving engagement, that's really forming that relationship, right? And sort of building the community and building a, a following, a tribe. And then you can kind of say to that community, you know what, we've just launched a YouTube um, uh, profile, right? And so on, on that channel, we're going to be talking about this stuff. And some of that tribe will go over to YouTube as well, and you can build it sort of holistically. So starting off, like, maybe learn to walk before you can run. That sounds a bit patronizing. It's not really how I mean, but it's like, just sort of take it one step at a time. Don't, don't feel pressured into going, I must have everything. Um, for those who are already doing it, I find that the biggest barrier, in my experience, for businesses is video. Right. Um, yeah. And a lot of people are kind of like, I don't want to be on camera. And I get that, right? Because the first time I did it, um, I think everyone gets a little bit nervous about being on camera because it just is, right? Um, I'm a massive advocate for live, Facebook Live, YouTube Live, Periscope, nice whatever you want to use. Um, just in as much as, I just think it's such a powerful thing, but it takes away all that pressure. Where you kind of go, well, it doesn't have to be polished, right? There's not say anything wrong with polished video. If you edit and, and add in your, your, your stuff, great. And we do that too. But just be able to hold a phone and just kind of go, click go live and go, hi. Now that's an incredibly powerful thing because you're shifting from that monologue that we've always traditionally had to a dialogue because now people can talk to you. And again, it's back to that relationship. So I suppose the, the, the biggest tip in that regard, and it's kind of sound a bit blunt, it's, it's kind of like fake it till you make it. Right, right? Okay. Just, just do it. Just get on camera, get it. Figure out what you're going to say. Um, have a script, right? Which, and by script, a very loose sense of the word. So it could be a post-it note stuck to the bottom of your phone with three bullet points. Right. So you can just have a quick glance down and go, all right, here's the three things we're going to talk about. But once you kind of get that content out there, you'll be overwhelmed by the positive response that you have. People don't judge you. Or in my experience, they don't. And you know what? The, the, the weird thing is you, you build up this community. You've got this great relationship with all these customers and they're all invested in you. That's why they're there. And yet it's, it's the community that we think are going to judge us harshest but they're all the people who have invested in us. Yep. Nobody wants you to fail. Everyone wants you to succeed. And once you get over that, that, that hump, you then realize it's like, so what if I go live and I make a mistake? What if I accidentally say that Twitter has 2 billion users? <laughs> and it, like my community is not going to judge me for it. Cause then I can go, do you know what? I don't know why I said that. I'm sorry. I meant Facebook. Yeah. Sorry. Do you know what I mean? And, and like, no one's, no one's ever sent me an email and gone, idiot <laughs> that's not true people have so many but not because of that but not because of the life yeah. it's like i don't like i just got over that hump and went i don't feel judged because the people who watch my videos aren't in the business of judging me do you know what i mean it's like like nobody's ever yeah. wanted actively sat there and gone oh i hope he stumbles i hope he says the wrong thing i hope he forgets the script <laughs> 
Like, why would you? Like, People don't do that. They come to you for value, not right. to watch mistakes, don't they? Absolutely. So some of girls, that's fine. As long as you're kind of dropping value, people are going to keep on watching your videos, keep on researching. I like the tip about the post-it note, because as soon as there's camera, I get a kind of like rabbit in headlights sort of thing. Absolutely. And it's like, ah, oh, I, I knew what I was going to say. No, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> like, Absolutely. That's a it, great tip. It was, it, was, it was something I, I started using like almost old school, where it's like maybe like a, a flip chart in the background yeah. and just write things on there. And then I found that when you watch it back, the eye line, Maybe it's a little bit too yeah. movement, too movement. You know what I mean. Um, and so the post on the bottom of the phone, just kind of like where well, you've got like a, a, you know, what is that, two-inch gap kind of thing, and you yeah. can have a glance down, and sort of go, it, it's close enough that you don't really see it. And I like bullet points rather than a, a verbatim script because with bullet points, you're doing it on the fly, which is kind of the whole point yeah. um, of, of the verbatim script. We use verbatim scripts for our, our pre-recorded stuff because if you, if you do make a mistake, you go back and re-record it, it's fine. Uh, we don't do much polishing. Um, but yeah, for the live stuff, I just think I want to talk about one, two, or three things, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and it, it's supposed to be fun. Yep. I think that's the biggest disconnect. People just don't realize that the people watching your videos are to use the term, your friends. And I don't literally mean that in a relationship sense, but they are friends, they're your business friends. They yeah. are your customers. They have invested. People always invest in you, your, your business or your brand. Uh, your, sorry, you, your product, your brand. See, made a mistake. I'm fine with that. It's fine. Uh, just, we'll cut it in the edit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll fix it in post. Yeah. Um, but you know, like it, it's you, your product, your brand. And so, you know, if, if I watch some content that you've created, it's because we have a relationship. And so I want to see what you're doing. If you then misspeak or, I don't know, you're on camera and you, you, you seem nervous, then the only emotion that makes me feel is, oh, I, I wish I could help. I wish I want you to feel more comfortable because you're a nice person. You know, like I don't have any negative feelings yeah. about that. And so we need to make that mental disconnect between the people watching us who are literally our investors from feeling anything negative towards us. And once you can kind of get over that hump, you start going, oh yeah. <laughs> They're literally, every <laughs> single person watching me wants me to succeed. So I'll just give it a go. And you give it a go and then people, you know, love the heck out of that thing. And, and they're sort of leaving comments going, yeah, this is brilliant. And you go, oh, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm supported. I feel, I feel good about this. And so you want to do more and more and more. And as long as the content's there, right? And the content's gotta be good going live on Facebook and just talking for an hour about rubbish is probably not going to be that helpful no. to anyone. But if you're giving tips away, if you're helping people or, you know, even if you're, you're helping people by selling to them because you're providing a service, that, that's fine. Yeah. But just, just get over that hump, make that mental disconnect. It's something we all address all have to address. Even I would imagine, you know, movie stars, the first time you're on camera, you're kind of sitting there going, <laughs> okay. I'm a bit nervous and you go okay but you know what try it try it our first time see what the result is I am absolutely confident that the the benefits will outweigh any ill feeling but we all feel it mm -hmm. um I'm less so on camera just because I, I feel like I have a, a mental disconnect where I'm kind of like it's just a camera Hello. <laughs> but, you, but with all due respect you're you're just a you're just a circle on the screen it doesn't mean anything yeah. to me i i respect the people watching at home but i don't have i can't see them so it doesn't make a difference to me for me it's going on stage when you've got you know the very occasion it's not a common thing but you go on stage with five thousand people in an auditorium and then you're all mic'd up and you've got stage lights and i had to do this in, in a massive presentation once and i was bricking it i couldn't i just 
couldn't like the motor function stopped. I was like, what am I going to do? And I just went, I've just got, I've just got to go out there because you know, at risk of sounding egotistical, it was all about me. Like no one else was going to go do it. So I was like, okay. And I went out there and you know what, in an instant, I realized I had nothing to worry about because all of the stage lights were blinding me and I couldn't see anyone (laughs) past the first row. (laughs) So suddenly I was really talking to about 50 people. I was like, brilliant. That's our normal numbers. I couldn't see any rows behind it. So I'm just like prancing around the stage, doing my thing with Mike, (laughs) like telling my stupid SEO jokes. And you know, I I can just hear the laughter, but over time, like in the first 20 minutes, I'm like, hey, this is pretty cool. I'm really enjoying this. And I got over it because I realized not one single person there, because they'd all said, come here, James, talk about this thing. Not one person there wanted me to fail. Sometimes we can be our own biggest critic. Absolutely. I like what you said about where people come to watch you succeed. And it's true. We, if, if we're all helping each other to succeed, we succeed as well. Absolutely. If businesses start failing, then who are we going to sell to? Who Absolutely. are we going to yes. buy from? Yeah. And, and actually it has a negative effect. So by helping everybody succeed as a collective, we, yeah. we all succeed because then we're, we're kind of producing our own customers by helping people 100%, 100%. succeed. 100%. I, I, I love the concept of stronger together. We yeah. absolutely are. Uh, life is not a zero sum game. Yeah. Your gains are not my losses, right? For every time you succeed, it does no negative impact on my business at all. So why yeah. shouldn't I want you to succeed? Because if we, if we have a great relationship and you succeed at some point, you will either be able to engage with me on a business sense or refer to me or, you know, or vice versa. And yeah, yeah. That's not an expectation, don't worry. Um, <laughs> but, but like, that's just, if, if I have helped you in some way and you have helped me, then we are stronger together. Yeah. And at some point we will have the opportunity to repeat that or reciprocate that or whatever. And we absolutely are stronger together. Not, not just you and I, but as a society, as a region, yeah. as, a, as a business community. Right. And like people who, I genuinely know people who get really upset because I'm like, you, you win a contract. I'm like, oh, Peter. And I'm like, what? <laughs> How on earth does that have any negative impact? Yeah. And I don't even mean people who are bidding for the same work. Yeah. It's just like, what do I care? Like, good for you. Yeah, yeah. yeah, go you. I want you to succeed. Why would anyone actively seek out failure in others? It makes no sense. It's a sign of a sociopath. Yeah, well, you, you get it when you go to network because obviously one of the things I do is websites and, and you go to a, any network event and there's always a few of you. Yeah. And they, some people get really like offish, like, oh, well, what was the point of coming to this networking event if, if you're there and you're like, well, actually, there's things that I don't specialize in yeah. or things that I don't do that you can do or somebody might be looking for a kind of a, a different budget plan or, or something Absolutely. different. And, and, and actually, it's always worth making these connections, even the people in the same industry. Like the Absolutely. amount of times I've subcontracted to other people. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I really don't like the term competitors because yeah. I don't think I have any competitors. I have collaborators, yeah. people I can work with. And, 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 but to use the term competitors, I love my, on paper, my competitors, because you know what? That's what makes me as good as I am. Because it, it's constantly trying to be first to market, trying to come up with new ideas to kind of go, I, I, I want to deliver something that no one else is doing. I want to deliver it in a way that no one else mm-hmm. is doing. Because I want to stand aside. I want to have the opportunity to help as many people as possible. And if, if, if it is my competitors that are kind of saying, you know what, we're going to live with this topic and this topic and this topic. And I go, okay, well, what are they doing really well? And I go, okay, well, maybe it's a case of saying, I, I think they're doing this topic, but it's not as well as I can do it. Okay, I can do it. I can do it too. Sometimes I look and go, do you know what? That person right there does that topic 
brilliantly. Yep. And I will happily refer to them if they deliver better than we could. And we've had those people uh, write training for us, deliver for us. Uh, we've invited people to write in our guest post on our, on our blog service and say, you know what? You do it better than we do. Respect to that. Come, come be part of our community and, and see if you can get any business from that. And it's not always reciprocated. And that's fine. It's not the point. Yep. But seeing where those gaps are, that, that competition drives us forward. It keeps us thinking about what can we, what can we do to help our community? The credibility is so crucial because people, can, people know when you're bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> to lack of a better term. You know? So, yeah, it is good to kind of look at competitors, collaborators and go, actually, you can fill a, a gap for us. To, so that gives us the credibility because we're using people that know what they're doing. Yeah, than, yeah you're absolutely right there. So we, we have talked a lot on about different types of tools and stuff. And you mentioned some of the ones you like, like uh, Hootsuite and uh, things like that. What would be your favorite tool that you would recommend? And I know you've probably got a huge favorite tool list that we could talk about question. these all day long. Wow. But, um, that it, oh, that's a really tough question. Okay. <laughs> Should I say your top five? It depends on like the task, I suppose, right? So for social media management, I, I, I do love who's, I, th- I think it's yeah. one of the best ones out there. Um, but the other ones are, are really good as well. It's, it's a tough thing to kind of say, like, because I'm not saying, I think Hootsuite is really good, but, but Buffer is really good too. And, and, you know, so are mm-hmm. lots of other things as well. But like, I just think Hootsuite for me provides the biggest span of things. Um, I think within the productivity world, I'm a massive G Suite fan. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people read into that, that I'm anti-Microsoft. I'm not. I, I think they do a lot of things really well. I just think G Suite's better. And, you know, a social, I think social is so demographically driven to say which one's the best is, is tough. But my favorite, I, I'm, I'm a big YouTube fan at the nice. moment. I'm, I'm, I'm really kind of exploring that in a very kind of James way, makes sense, a very technical way and, and, and very sort of trying to understand why I ran that. But it's not to say that I don't like Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. I just, it's what, um, but recently, I've, I've, um, I can't forget her name. There's a, there's a lady who's got TV series on Netflix, and it's also to do with tidying and stuff. What? And she used the expression like, "What sparks joy in your life?" And I, I love that thing because I kind of, you know, if I if I teach something in a, in a class, there's things that spark joy in me, and I, I feel really excited to, to help people with, let's say YouTube. I go, "Oh, we can do so many cool things with this," or oh, "Let me show you how Facebook adverts work," or "How easy SEO is." These things spark joy in me, and so that is what I maybe interpret to me favorites. Right. Um, but I have so many of them. It's, it's a really tough one, but I think, um, thinking in the context of, of helping businesses and, and, and entrepreneurs, um, I think the first thing I would love to see businesses take on board would be the productivity side. And so I think having a professional business email is, is perhaps something that a lot yeah. of people skip. And I, and I think that's a massive problem. And I, and I've said, and I will say publicly right now, I will not do business with someone who doesn't have a domain name. It's really, it's frustrating as well when they actually have a website yeah. and it only takes two more buttons Absolutely. to get yeah. an email address. It's no, it's no you get stuck behind like a white transit van kind of thing and the traffic lights and it's kind of like, you know, uh, Bob's Plastering, visit bobsplastering.co.uk or email bob at yahoo.com. <laughs> you think, what? Why, why is that two a Two more thing? buttons. <laughs> and every time you give out your email address, you are, by definition, advertising your website. Yeah. It's a missed opportunity. And so it just, because I get so much spam, from usually SEO consultants, say <laughs> consultants in inverted commas, um, they always come from Gmail addresses. And it's because they know that if they get flagged as spam enough, they can drop the email address and they can take them another yeah. one. 
And whether right or wrong, that has created now the sense that I will say to people, I won't do business with a Gmail address or a Yahoo yeah. or a Hotmail because they just look like disposable addresses. So I instantly just kind of go spam. Yeah. And so it, it just, it makes no sense. And so I, I would love businesses to see that first step between, okay, I've got a business idea, therefore a name. So I go get a domain name, get it before anyone else gets, because it's first come first serve, right? Yeah, it is. So you definitely. get it, get an email address, stick a website on it too, and you know, and then, and then, then there's loads of it. other stuff you can do. So I think if I had to pick my favorite, I'm going to say it's going to have to be the productivity side, and therefore G Suite. I think G it's Suite. phenomenal enterprise solution yeah. at ridiculously cheap prices. It is. I mean, the slightly I do brilliant. not. Still I cheap. do not sell G Suite. <laughs> I'm not commissioned from them to say this. Right. No, no, it's good. We're using G Suite right now, actually. Yeah. It's, it's quite good. Quite good. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> it's all right. Very good. Very good. Uh, there are certain things I missed from Microsoft. Okay. Uh, but, uh, yeah, yeah, G Suite overall is just easier, particularly because all my devices are Google yeah. as well. So everything just fits in with that. Um, find out where, uh, so how can people connect with you and uh, Hypestar as well uh, after this? And also, is there anybody that you recommend that we would interview for this podcast as well? Okay, so connecting, um, connecting with Hypestar... Um, yeah. Probably comes as no great surprise. We're on we're on social media. So <laughs> yeah. Come chat, come some of us on social media. Um, website is hypestar.uk. From there, you'll be able to find um, everything from Facebook um, page, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, so we love to have conversation. We are, as we said before, all about the relationship. So, what my my plea or my call to action, I suppose, would be: please don't just follow us. Yep. Come say hi. Right, talk to us. You might speak to me, you might maybe speak to Amy or Nick or someone, but like come come say hi online, right? And actually have a conversation with us. Um, we want to 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 have a really good relationship with all of our followers. Um as far as who um I think you'd love talking to James Hibbertson from okay. Visual Punch, if you've not already talked to him. No, I haven't talked really to him. Lovely guy. Um he's written some content uh, for us. Um and what he doesn't know about video probably isn't worth knowing. Right. Okay. That probably will be quite a useful one. Thank you so much for coming on this podcast. You've dropped so much value bombs and uh, give us so many recommendations. So really appreciate that. Remember listeners to check out our community and Facebook group, Go A-Star Your Business today.